everybody, welcome back to Pack Your Mics. We are a weed-infested garden about Top Chef from the creators of Read It and Weep. And the gang is actually all here today, at least Whoa. for now. We have a totally sold-out show on Pack Your Mics. Oh, sorry guys, gotta go. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure at some point somebody in, in San Francisco will have to go. But for now, um, uh, Megan is joining me. I'm Alex. We are in Portland. Hello. Hey, buddy. And then also down in the... We'll go, we'll go around the country counterclockwise Ooh. uh in uh, the bay area it's ez and sarah and kids hello oh, squeak and then further down in uh, los angeles uh freshly rested it's uh new sarah and kyle Burr. hi there were snow here two days ago <laughs> oh you did yeah i saw that how did that go you guys okay uh we're totally fine i i don't know i didn't even see it I knew about it because my father texted me a very cute dad message that was like, I saw in the online news video that you had snow. <laughs> the online news video? <laughs> He's very Can't specific about where he gets his news from. Bob always cites. <laughs> uh, and then if we follow all the way around the clock in a New York, our only East Coast contingent in Brooklyn, uh, please welcome back Chris and Tanya. Yo. Hello, hello. Hey, it guys. is also cold here, but it's normal, so nobody cares. It's uh, how's your <laughs> and heat? Actually, cold. It should be said. <laughs> An actual winter for you guys. Is, is Florida? Been, I mean, it's been like a Seattle winter for us. It really, we it had a little once. snow last week, yeah. but it's been stupid. So, well, and your it's heat fine. was out during the Arctic blizzard, Arctic blast, yeah. Arctic Polar thunder, vortex. Polar, vortex. Polar, vortex. Polar vortex. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Um, well, everybody has gathered here for uh, Top Chef Season 16, Episode 12, Clear Dozen. Um, this is the final episode in Kentucky. So they managed to pull off 11 Kentucky episodes. Really yeah. packed well, the season together. Some of which were about Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. And some were in Tennessee. That's why, yeah. So yes. that's why I said eleven because one of them was in Tennessee. But yeah, out well, of one was a two-parter, so technically ten. <laughs> yeah, like they really they got ten whole episodes about Kentucky. Um, well, and some of them were just I did, I not, did not about it at all. They were gonna get that. You call that a Kentucky dozen? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, but great news, you guys. The quick fire today is finally paying off. Chekhov's garden. From yes. all the way back at the beginning of the season when Tom helped them all plant gardens outside of their um, very large southern mansion. And today well, it was time. What? Tom didn't help so much as showed them a garden and said it would be in your best interest to make your garden good. Well, he's like That's... a dad. He's like, gardens are important to me. Here's a plot of land for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was my new source. I don't remember how much he helped at the time, but then in the flashbacks today, it was clear that they were on their own and might not have done a great job. Yep. Which yeah, I enjoy. Like, well, someone might have watered it, was my suspicion, because like I don't think they helped. Obviously, they didn't help you like weed it or anything but they had long days off site so i'm right. wondering if they just had someone come in and like turn a hose on for a couple minutes that I, seems like sure. a safe yeah, assumption yeah i like the idea that there's like they had to make friends with their neighbors where it's like oh hey <laughs> hey, uh, hey would you mind taking care of like i don't know eight to twelve little gardens that may or may not be important <laughs> later <laughs> while we're gone in tennessee um, be important to six of us later and <laughs> Also some of one... them look legit, and some of them do not. <laughs> well, that, yeah, we know someone turned the hose on because the weeds were well watered. Mm-hmm. Also, very... how many how many weeks in is this? Because it seemed like four. Only okay, f- oh, that much yeah. growth in four weeks. Four weeks. 
I, yeah. I, I, during the spring, the late What's spring, the radish gestation home. period, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, Splash, too. We, we do know it's for, they did say, when they were, they, the, during the flashback, they did put text on screen. It said um, four weeks ago. Uh, four weeks showed ago. Them. And like, yeah. the produce they had, it wasn't like big, meaty. Well, actually, no. Kelsey had big tomatoes, which was yeah. pretty striking. Big green tomatoes. But that was like what uh, Wida said, was she was shocked they even got tomatoes at all by that point. But like yeah. most of everyone else's things were like kind of tiny stuff, like little radishes and baby tomatoes. And well, maybe maybe squash. not everything was from seed. Exactly, yeah. we definitely saw some yeah. seeds going in the ground, but probably like you, they might have had a tomato plant in cage that they planted yeah. a month ago. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Yeah, that would make yeah, the most sense. If you start right now, you could have radishes in twenty-one to thirty days. Oh. So wow. Okay. There you go. How fast does it? I won't. How fast? <laughs> <laughs> Ezra, how fast will they just say if I plant them in a pressure cooker? Oh, um, then like an hour. You're good. I think. Because <laughs> I'm on a crunch, so I better. Yeah, yeah, better yeah. Well, well, but most of the time we'll be spent used trying to close the pressure cooker. So good luck with that. <laughs> um, Honestly, I, I used to laugh so much at that. And then we got an instant pot. And I'm it, horrible at closing and opening it. Same, it isn't. It isn't same, 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 same. <laughs> Once you know how, it's not that. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't want to hear from you about <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying. I'm this staying is for people who can't close the Instagram. Oh, uh, Chris, are you the Brandon of the podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're really nice, but so hard to relate to. <laughs> I, I can't tell if your hair is approachable or not. It's very good, Chris. I just am intimidated. Wait, we should, guys, guys, quick, quick, quick. I think Maya might be able to kiss the microphone. Maya, kiss. That was just really a groan. We'll was that a, okay, good, good trick, Maya. Um, so the most Just, important thing I think about this garden, though, is that they were not... That was it. Oh, that's oh, what a wow. kiss sounds like to you, Maya? Yeah. Have you never seen that. a kiss? Well, you know what it is? Hmm? Yeah, she, but she also looks kind of expectant. She's like, she's like to, to the snowball, she's like, just like put your like her lips like up to the side of it and like, hmm? And that's... That's the ballpark. That's like a proto kiss. Yeah, yeah. Sure. proto kiss. Sure. Um, well, good input. Um, so the uh, gardens are harvested. Oh, I think it's important to mention that they are. Um, they were not. They were not weeded for them, which we noticed because only Sarah. They were also not instructed to go take care of the garden. Only Sarah bothered to go out and tend her garden over the course of these four weeks, and hers looks immaculate, and everybody else's uh, looks like kind of a green nightmare, um, which. Thousand points to Sarah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. she even said like I knew there was no way we weren't going to be cooking with this at some point. Yeah, so I really took my time with it and I thought about the dishes I would make, which I thought was very smart and super yeah. sad that she did not win. She, I wanted her to win so bad for that. Yeah. She did all right. She did do good, but she lost out on that on that one uh, to Justin, who took the ten thousand dollars and wished immunity was still on the table. Probably. Yeah. Did it um, sound like anyone that the ten thousand dollars was furnished by a uh, hidden volley ranch? Because I, I really yeah. Yes, we also okay. heard hidden. Yeah, volley. I was like hidden really? volley ranch. <laughs> it, like, it's like weird for hidden volley ranch to have uh, snuck over into the main flagship show. Now I yeah, felt like they make su- sauerkraut, right? <laughs> I think they're like no, it's like it's like surprise volleyball games, right? No one expects it coming. Oh, because yeah. it's everything's a going volley. so well until that hidden volley. <laughs> Um, it did. I felt like a little bit. It felt a little invasive the way they came over. But there was a well, in the 
kitchen there was a beauty shot of the ranch bottles lined up that was just incredible film uh videography there was just yeah, a really none of them used them how odd yeah. <laughs> can we talk about the shots Kelsey of san Day. pellegrino in this yes, episode yes. we're just like out of nowhere what was, do like, you san think pellegrino, pellegrino like, can yeah like an like an extra like guest judge it was just right. like on the counter like hi yeah they, I, I noticed that and thought it was like supposed to be like a symbolic thing for eddie that's what i thought like, too because like, oh. <laughs> they, they, they were talking about it the first time yeah, yeah they drank this pellegrino as like cheers to eddie and then right at the end of the episode there was like a reaction shot to the from, from the third bottle yeah <laughs> I, know. I was like is this a bit that they forgot to complete like what is this about with that like and the ranch it felt like maybe the camera ops were just bored and they were like we got to come up with footage but they weren't watching the show they were off Ooh, look at this pretty can i found over here Oh no, man! For me, it paid off. More I had real emotional of weight. The can. <laughs> I, 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 because there's so few chef testants now. Uh, right? So they yeah, now yeah. Have more time to just be like, all right, we're gonna pack in all that uh, spawn con that we promised throughout the season. In oh, these last episode. Wouldn't it be great though, guys, if like the can got kicked off, but then like it got a second life in like um, last can yes. kitchen? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh bless. <laughs> Lost to the spin drift. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good yeah megan said what do you think san pellegrino can because it really was like cutting to reaction shots and it seemed like they were <laughs> expecting it to say something i'm so glad you all noticed that because it was so fun um it was good also uh i just want us to not glance too quickly over la referring to it as spawn con just just yeah. a reminder mm. Mm. Hey, That's, listen, yeah. we're wearing Wayfarers and drinking green juice and talking about SpawnCon <laughs> in our leggings right now. Half of those statements are actually true. I can barely fit my headphones over my big statement hat. <laughs> Ooh, this is such a nice visual. <laughs> big statement hat. Oh, that's fun. Will I right. see you guys at SpawnCon uh, 2019? <laughs> uh no. No, I'm not a Todd McFarlane. Uh, um, yeah. I haven't put up my announcement Instagram post about that, so no. <laughs> I can't. I'm not at liberty to say. I'd love to, I'd love to go to SpawnCon. Uh, my airfare is provided by pasta. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Well, and speaking of non sequiturs, this is where Macau gets uh, <laughs> dropped upon everyone. Yeah, we like, do. Yes, of course, Macau. Natural segue from Kentucky. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, Wait, I, I, did we talk, talk about, about Macau, Macau before? What? Say it. Go ahead, Kyle. Is this the time to discuss Macau? Because this seems like the biggest trip they've done in a long time. Absolutely. Great. Yeah, totally agree. Because like, it also made me think that like they've mostly stuck to the Americas mm-hmm. when they mm-hmm. take, or the Caribbean when they do the like finale. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think they've ever gone to like Europe even. I, there was, yeah. I want to say, and Meredith will correct us, uh, but I, wa- I believe it was uh, the Washington, D.C. season where they went yes, to... the Angelo season. Yeah, Angelo. They went to, the, was it Vietnam? Oh, I right. Yes, there was one I remember that. Yeah, and there was a night market shopping yeah. challenge. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, and that was Angelo the one... got deeply sick. Yes, and yes. that was the one where they started filming All Stars like the week late, the week after. So... I, it was like he was at uh, he was at the night market. He did not win. They flew him home, and they were like, "Hey, we're starting season nine All Stars or whatever." And then just went immediately into that, and he was yeah. real tired. It's probably season yeah. eight. Um, and it's, I'm sorry, I don't remember where it was. I'm so self conscious about Meredith now. Do you guys feel that uh, way? No, I like it. I no, I think it's a benevolent presence. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's like a safety net. <laughs> It is, but I before I felt confident being wrong, and now I'm like, well, I'll just wait for Meredith to write in. 
fix this yeah. for me. Oh. You know, I was I actually woke up this morning thinking about the podcast, and I was mm. thinking, you know, we initially build ourselves as food TV experts. Yeah, I would think of myself as a food TV fan. Yeah, enthusiasts for sure. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, uh, I don't have an expertise. I don't have a good memory. I don't even write things down that well. But <laughs> you know, I like it. What do you do wrong? Is it the shape of the letters? <laughs> Is it where you put the writing? It's remembering to do any of it. Oh, really. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I like I like watching chefs. Yeah, sure. yeah, that is certainly true. We we said a, a couple seasons ago that we were not food experts, but more food TV experts, and it's definitely we are food enthusiasts and food TV enthusiasts, um, and uh, not as good of memories as some people. It turns out, <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're going to Macau, which I I did that was floating around. I think this is the first time they mentioned it on the show, but I. Yeah. I, I don't did we talk about it before I because I, I believe Tom I mentioned, mentioned it a rumor yeah there, there was a rumor of it Tom mentioned it on this interview he did with uh, on this other podcast that I've mentioned like 25 times now but um on Hugh Atchison's podcast Tom referred to Macau a couple weeks ago so in I, what sense like just like the, Macau the, the, what a great place no the, 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 finale the food's amazing like what why he said that the finale was going to be in Macau Oh. oh, but again, pretty. I I guess I just want like even if it's like Batman Riddler style, like I just want some connection. It's like <laughs> f- f- turn all the letters of Kentucky upside down and then you know take out the even numbers and it spells Macau. Like I just want a reason why we're doing this segue. Why this now? Yeah, because like I just feel like they should they should try to explain themselves. Do you think well, maybe think- it's because the Chinese special administrative region of Macau paid them a lot of money? No, I think it actually is a thing where lots of chefs are going to Macau and China to open. Like, it's kind of become a sort of Vegas-esque place for big chefs to open restaurants. That was a big thing that I found out about with the the final table. Oh, yeah, Uh, yeah. There's a chef from L.A., the guy Esdras, who is a – he started as a taco chef in L.A. and has this great restaurant, Salazar – but then he was like representing China because he, after he opened this place in LA, he basically moved his base of operations to a restaurant, I think in Macau. I don't know what it's mm. called, but hey, I, I think it's sort familiar. of like Macau's the place where people are taking their restaurant empires. Awesome. That's super, Good to know. That's super All right, interesting. That's very helpful. Yeah. I mean, I know why Sarah and I ended up in Macau. Sure. Why did you end up there? Um, because we couldn't get into China. Um, like, we didn't, couldn't get a visa for China in 2008. Right. It's oh. not proper China. It's like a special... Right. It's like Hong Kong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it is right by Hong Kong as well, I believe. And uh, they had... Yeah, so basically, we were already going to be in Hong Kong, and we couldn't get into China. And so we are like, all right, let's do Macau. And actually, I remember, like, the food being really a lot of fun. Specifically, I remember doing kind of like a, a no-cooking-style Top Chef challenge uh, at one of the, like, the casino buffets for myself. Where it's like, it was all you can eat. And I was like, what can I do here? Um, and I just started combining foods in kind of fun ways. And so well, like, I remember having get? like a... Um, I did... Uh, I think my favorite thing, the thing I actually remembered was like, I tried like a um, kind of like dessert sushi type thing with like, I think like some kind of Rice Krispies that I found um, and like uh, mango slices. And it was sort of like, oh. kind of, had like a little like, it was like a little like sushi play for like it's a little dessert. Bad. Yeah, it, it was pretty competent. I felt like, I mean, we were like very, like we had been eating like a lot of... Um, like uh, Malaysian cuisine, like you know, like uh, for like for many months, and so it was just nice to have like a little more variety in terms of what we could eat, and like to have like, you know, like the idea of like all you can eat sushi when you're like pretty poor is pretty exciting, and to have it be like casino grade 
was pretty good. Casino grade. Casino grade. It's industrial strength. <laughs> well, some uh, bonus Macau facts for the listeners. Uh, Macau is uh, the most densely populated region in the world. Wow. That's, that's that crazy. A lot. It was owned by the Portuguese until 1999. Rude. Oh, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Rude, exactly. <laughs> uh, so that's a hot take on colonialism. Um, <laughs> is Michelle from Full House? How rude! It's yeah. a little impolite. Um, also, its gaming, uh, its gaming industry is seven times larger than that of Las Vegas. Dang! Holy cow! The yeah. densest gaming industry in the world. Holy, Holy Macau. Macau! Yeah, thanks. <laughs> also, two thirds of the land of Macau uh, was reclaimed from the ocean, so it was formerly owned by Portugal and the sea. Take that, Poseidon. Oh. Yeah, you'll never, you'll never get me. This, I'm Odysseus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Well, I'm all right. I'm interested. I'm curious. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm so so. They this is our last time in uh, Kentucky before they head off to Macau. Um, oh, uh, uh, yeah. We did say Justin wins the Garden Challenge. Then we go off to Macau. Uh, but first, the Elimination Challenge, uh, the silliest auction. That one old man auctioneer has ever emceed, almost certainly. Um, oh, can we talk about the dishes from the quick fire? We didn't mention oh, those. Yeah, sure. Uh, they looked really good. They, they, they did look good. Vegetables. <laughs> they did. Like, it's very vegetable forward. I'm not a big salad guy, but they all look like salads that I would enjoy eating. Yeah, I have several notes on this. One yeah. is that Eric's dish probably tasted the best, even oh, though I'm it was sure. least vegetable forward. Yeah, he had like a, uh, it was like a coconut soup with his green tomatoes and. Yeah, mm. Mm. I wanted yeah. to eat. And Sarah did that half moon plating thing where you have a circular bowl, but you only put food on half of it. But for Ooh. some reason, it I I really liked it with her like color combinations or whatever. Yeah, they're so pretty. The plates were yeah. so beautiful. Great. Chris was ha- trying to have a nice moment about that, and I was like, Chris, don't you remember like three seasons ago when everyone talked about how this was already like the thing everyone was doing with and plating, <laughs> and everyone was already tired of it? I thought it was very appropriate for yeah. what she made. Yeah. Pl- I, like sometimes the appropriateness of it strikes you yeah um Um, also i didn't know what purslane was and i also didn't know that um what is it one of them had blah oh cucumber blossoms i didn't know cucumbers had blossoms there were a lot of things i learned and apparently the cucumber blossoms are tastier than cucumbers yeah yeah there was a lot of news because they're kind of a little bit squash like maybe they are they're like they're they're shaped like green squash they kind of look like squash (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i don't know anything about plants i think i think uh the interesting thing about cucumbers is that like oysters they're vegetables you're just quoting you're asking for it you know none of us are gonna bite so you can just stop you can quit anytime you want i have so many good uh there was so much good shade on that one but i think my favorite is sarah's alex you have to stop (laughs) (laughs) just cold as ice all right um so yeah some really great looking stuff uh it and i feel like so eric and uh also michelle got dinged for not being quite as veg forward as they could have been um, yeah, because Michelle had that beautifully poached egg, which poached. I would never fault her for. Yeah, no, I, I wanted don't. to eat that the most, I think. But apparently, yeah. yeah, she also had a lot of vegetable ambition, and she could, didn't get it all to the plate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta gotta say, vegetable the, ambition. the comment that struck me and maybe inspired me to do, you know, propose, and I know we're already planning to a little bit of home gardening, is just Tom's comment, like, yeah, this is the, everything tastes way better than even yeah. if it was only two days old. And, yeah, uh, yeah, some good gardener propaganda out of Tom's mouth. That's true. It did yeah, seem gardener. it seemed fun. Um, yeah, and, and then it definitely isn't like 
I 100% believe that gardening is not fun. It is fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I it's just a lot of dedication, I think. Like it the way is. Sarah describes like having to like you go out there and you tend it and you think about what you're going to cook. Like you have to be down to just do that regularly. And if you're not, then you end up with like scary like weed patch. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know. And you got to throw coconut milk on it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I have a, so um, we had some comments uh, about the quick fire. So um, Adrian wrote in and said this week's uh, quick fire is probably probably my favorite ever, um, but also maybe the least fair. Um, oh. But she still loved it. And why the least fair? Uh, because had Brother Luck continued in the competition, he would not have had a garden. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah I was wondering about garden. I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wait, what's on? All those spare gardens. What's super unfair about it? I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess if you were eliminated, you might not have had it. Like like Michelle was, you had like a couple days where you couldn't have tended it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Also, like, I don't know. It's it's something that's not actually like chef related. It's like if you, it's kind of similar to the Austin challenge where you had to like shoot your food out of ice. Like that right. relied on your ability to like. <laughs> Or where you have to like catch the fish. I feel like gardening. That's exactly how that challenge was. I in terms no, of what, no corrections. In terms of what is close to chefing, I would say gardening is closer. Fishing is a it's, little bit further, and then shooting food out of an ice block is the furthest away. It's closer, but it's also a hobby that isn't cooking. Yeah. 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 No. It's totally. So I think it's so related. It's just like it's okay. It's I've gardened before. Yeah. It it ain't that hard. Uh, especially not in Kentucky with good soil and you have somebody watering regularly for you probably. Well, what if you were also competing in a really insane (laughs) competition? (laughs) And this was your... Drunk and not sleeping and stressed out all the time, Chris. <laughs> there are and you didn't have a lot of things. gardening experience. Yeah, but there are enough things that just grow easily, like radishes, where you could take those, and part of your job as a chef is to select from the best ingredients. So you could take what you have, select what's best, and then make it taste good. I think even Eric, the least gardener among any of the group, made a fantastic dish out of it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Well, I yeah, I, actually, I liked that to see that if you didn't tend the garden, you still had vegetables. So the yeah. weeds didn't kill your squash blossoms or whatever. But that I thought right. that was nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you just had maybe more variety if you had tended yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably they would have. They could have been bigger because they weren't being squeezed out. But he still right. survived. So it wasn't like Eric has, had to make coconut broth because there was nothing else in his garden. Yeah, Eric had to make Hidden Valley Ranch <laughs> from the bottle. <laughs> 45 minutes to go. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's I, not a healthy, Eric. Forty-five <laughs> minutes. I just want to. Um, yeah, and then he has to leave it under a heat lamp for the next forty-four oh, minutes. No, that's gross. that wasn't Eric. Was no, I know, I know, but I just mean the squeeze bottle you can't in the keep story. Keep mixing them up. No, I wasn't. It was a different joke. It's a different joke. Um, although later on, you're going to hear a fun bit where I mixed up two white people, um, and I got very angry about it. Uh, but anyway, I do want to just emphasize one more time how cool it is that Sarah saw this all coming. I just that's like my favorite thing on this show is when only one person has seen the show before and then right. solved the puzzle. Uh, there was a great there was a great moment on uh, Hell's Kitchen this year, which I we, we don't talk about a lot because I think I'm the only one here who enjoys it. But um, this was probably the best Hell's Kitchen season I've ever seen, which just wrapped up a bit ago. It was very satisfying. But there was a time where they all got where chef ramsey made them all breakfast and only one chef was like taking notes while she was eating and it just it just makes you seem so cool if you're the only one who's like oh this wasn't just a fun treat for me 
I'm still on a show. <laughs> and I like it a lot. Uh, cool. All right. So let's move on to the elimination challenge now. Um, so, the, yeah, the silliest auction that this band has ever emceed, probably, where uh, nobody wants meat. So everyone gets, like, the best deals they've ever gotten, including $100 for, like, $500 worth of ham and $80 for $250 worth of foie gras, uh, and then $130 for radishes. (laughs) Yeah, That was so funny. Nobody was bidding against each other for any of the expensive meat ingredients. They all just, Mm -hmm. yeah, there was like a... They they each wanted their own thing, which is good. Yeah, there was like a non... uh, They had had like a non-competitive bid, a non-compete clause, maybe. They just decided to wait until the the last vegetable and then go nuts. Here's my bone to pick with this. Yeah. Could they have not just bought asparagus at Whole Foods? In That's the a next great question. I, yeah, I had the same question. It would question. not have been heirloom quality, yeah. you know, yeah. super yeah. Hand, yeah. hand free range raised <laughs> asparagus. Yeah, hand right. raised asparagus. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it was the quality that, that was the thing that made that worth betting on, was what I right. could mm-hmm. determine. That was kind Although of still, for $100, thing. you could yeah. get a lot of crappy asparagus. Sure, <laughs> sure you could just make up for no, it in and volume. That's the thing, that um, I guess like, that well, this doesn't taste good, but there's a lot of it. So, so much asparagus on this you know. plate, I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, you are well, now right, top chef. That's, <laughs> that's what Adrian did. She was like, nobody's nobody's offering duck. I know I want to make duck. I'm just going to save my money for Whole Foods. Yeah, that's you know? true. She did get the duck, and also we what never they didn't have last week. Oh yeah. Oh, they were out. Yeah, they must have been out. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, she lucked out. She lucked into lots of duck. I I loved that. Uh, the the idea that you were like, if you spend all your money now, you won't have more at Whole Foods, and then it did yes. not matter at all. There was no issues with anybody at the scanners. Everyone just seemed to have plenty of money. Adrian found her yeah. duck no problem. Yeah, let's talk about wasted guest star assistant auctioneer whose job was to go. Yep. Yep. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love and they it. were so bummed they weren't fighting more too. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like those dudes like live for the drama and yeah. these guys were being like so quiet and not like stirring shit up or getting competitive with each other. Yeah, he had, true. He, he had to say no takers like seven times, which is probably his worst fear. <laughs> when they started to like lightly tussle for the vegetables, I feel like Padma visibly brightened. Like, yeah. She's yeah. like, oh good, now they're Here fighting. We well, because you know, you work I, I I know she probably didn't come up with it, but the show works hard to come up with these interesting totally. structures. And when it kind of falls flat, I'm sure they're disappointed. Maybe they should have just yeah. had not as many options. Like mm-hmm. it was like we have a ham and a foie and then caviar and that's it. And the f- six of you, five or six of you have to go for just those Oof, few things. Cutthroat. Like someone's going to have to go to Whole Foods and buy like one strawberry to go with their <laughs> incredibly expensive yeah, I mean, ham I, that I they paid for. <laughs> I would have been bummed if it if it hadn't worked out that way. Although in the end, uh, Sarah ended up cooking this dish where everyone thought her bro- her five hundred dollar ham broth was insanely good, and it's just because she got yeah. such a good deal on a Pirico ham that she was able to grind it and make it into a broth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. I thought it was like a weird thing where the challenge like backfired in a way where it wasn't a challenge, but it led up led to like a truly singular dish that you'd never be able to make in a restaurant yeah which i don't yeah. think we see very often on the show anymore like we don't see the like weird dishes that are great and also impossible to make in any context other than top chef yeah you could not yeah. do this profitably 
Yeah, like they even showed a talking head with her where she's like, no one is allowed to do this to this ham. And kind of like, uh-oh, face. It was like, like, it sounds like borderline abusive. Yeah. Like, no one should treat this ham this way. Yeah. This is I a mean, perversion of that's, reality. That's kind it's of a, a crime false, against ham. It's kind of false, right? Because somebody paid full price for that ham and then she yeah. paid fake money half price for it or whatever, right? True. Well, yeah, so she was like, I'm using the uh, production budget of a million dollars for this episode to yeah. waste on ham broth. Right. <laughs> Which well, she needs did put to some on more. top. She put a little bit on top. So okay. I was actually, I did comment that I was relieved that there was also sliced ham in the dish because yes. I was really afraid that they would interrogate and be like, really, you did you did what to the ham? Just <laughs> on that, principle? That was the, just simply the, the broth. You ground the ham for the broth. Well, wow, okay. You- <laughs> okay, I just, I just need a minute, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this reminds me a lot, like, do you remember when Conan got kicked off of The Tonight Show, and in his last weeks, he just did the most expensive bits possible? I, yeah, yes, I, I don't, I, I feel like I've heard of this, and I never actually watched it, but oh, yeah. My favorite was, like, he said, we introdu- reduce, introducing a new character, uh, it's the Bugatti Veyron Mouse, and then they, oh, like, yes. lifted a curtain, <laughs> and it was the, like, most expensive car in the world, uh-huh. with mouse ears on it, and they were also p- playing Paint It Black in the background, oh my just God. because they had... <laughs> they could afford Rolling Stones money. Yeah, they were just, like, flushing all their money down because they were pissed off at getting kicked off, and that's what that dish was. That's, that dish was that's the really Bugatti funny. Veyron Mouse of Top Chef. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, I and it it also was good. The saddest thing is if she was like, this is a $500 ham broth, and I didn't do a great job with it. But she made yeah. it incredible and, and just walked away. She was the one clear winner. They they didn't even say top three. She, they were just like, there's one winner that's so far above everybody else. Yeah, and her dish just sounded amazing. It, like yeah. Everything yeah. about her process, like everything about it, like Tanya and I were just vibing the whole time. Yeah, well, and also it was lovely that it like was such a great reflection of her mentor. I felt like yes. this was one of those where like hopefully you have an amazing story and she really truly did. And like some people, I think they were like, well, what does this have to do with your mentor? But like for Sarah, it was very clear, which I thought also probably helped her case. And then when the guest judge, who she also was like a, a mini mentor, uh, got to announce her as the winner. She was like almost in tears. She was like, "You made uh, butter beans, or whatever." Oh my god, soup! Beans. Oh, Wida, yeah. yes, that was lovely. That was oh, so I liked sweet. it so much. I was real teary. I may have been tired also, but I, the whole mentor thing <laughs> got me real feely. Uh, this oh, whole episode, yeah, I love we it. We just watched Roma. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, oh we my watched god. it we the other Roma order afterwards. <laughs> Whoa! Wow. Everyone's getting ready we for Oscars. We didn't think we could handle Roma. Uh, we thought we might fall asleep if we. Watched yeah, it, it was. It was a, it's a worry. Um, that movie z- takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a rave review then. Yeah, <laughs> Roma. Roma is number one. I, that movie's great. I think it yeah. is. I also think it is great, but it is patient. Uh, the yep. opening scene where it's like 45 minutes of just water on tile. It's like... It's only three. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No spoilers, but then they never pick up or wash any dog shit ever again. Yeah, it turns out that, that plot, <laughs> not crucial. <laughs> that, but stressful. The, the B story sorry, about I, I, dog I shit. The show. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I think it is incredibly beautiful, but uh, it did seem a little patient for late at night. That's all. Yeah, that's valid. It's like... I, it's a very hard, like, going to flash our L.A. cred. We saw it in a theater. Oh, good job, good job, good job. Yeah. But, like, I, I wished I like, saw it in the theater. Yeah, we for sure yeah, did. This was yeah. not a movie made for my little computer screen. 
No, that's the thing. Is it's like it's loud, it's big, and like if you're able to see it in a movie theater, it literally feels like you're like seeing a portal into another world that's yeah. happening on the other side. Absolutely. And like, on yes. TV, it's just hard. I know I wouldn't pay attention if I was at home. It still, I mean, it still isn't. It was still clear that it was incredibly beautiful. I just was not as immersive. I yeah, that's interesting. I. Uh, yeah, cool. Okay, guys. Okay, let's talk about the favorite. Back to you. <laughs> it's uh, fun to be chef sometimes. Just like overwatered vegetables, this episode is rangy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we, uh, uh, where, where were we? Uh, oh, I was just saying I was a little teary about the, uh, the mentors. mentors it does have that same thing of like cook the story of your relationship with your partner where if you do badly it hurts doubly much mm-hmm. um yeah, I felt- and also oh, totally. it hurts a lot if your mentor is just so mean just like, oh my gosh yes mentor. i felt so bad about chris coombs i feel like she was on the bottom purely because her mentor was the most acid-tongued. Yes. Yeah, he's like, this was fine. There was not enough spice. I don't know why she thought I would like this. <laughs> Brutal but if I, But wasn't he also the one who was like, if I ate this with my eyes closed, I'd be like, yes, Adrian, prepare yeah. this. Yeah. Like, not yeah. in like a good way. Not necessarily. Like, yeah. Yeah, this does seem like her work. Chris, there's still time for a compliment <laughs> in this sentence. You can still squeeze it in if you, if you hurry. Well, and really, he like he made himself known in the dish before that, where he like found the shells in the yes. crab that Kelsey had like painstakingly picked through for to her account thirty minutes. Yeah, and then of course he's just like, I mean, mine was riddled with shells, but it's fine. I guess now I'll eat whatever Adrian made. So, <laughs> I I have trouble telling faces apart, and so I thought for sure that was Gavin Gavin, who was Kelsey's mentor. I thought her own oh. mentor sold her out on the crab shell, and I was furious. Uh, like all you, your only job was to keep your mouth shut if you find crab shell in your mentee's dish. But anyway, so I went on this whole this, long thing. Is this your aforementioned yes. white person mix-up? Yes. Ah. I have a terrible face phasia. And so I'm like, but I was storming around the apartment yelling about Chris Coombs. <laughs> I was very upset about him. And then it turned out it was not him. It was a different guy. But then he ended up doing that to his own mentee. Yeah, then he really did. Yeah, you were, you were he right about care it. Who. Just yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Listen, he has notes for his own dear grandma's like meat sauce. Like I feel like Chris Coombs is just a heart of stone. I could tell just from the smell that you created this nana. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, it was. It did seem like a fun dinner too, especially when things were going well. Though that's one of those tables that would have just been really cool to be at. Um, because the- Gail. Yes. Well. Yes. Yes. Oh, our beautiful Gail. alien returns. Oh, we were so excited. We yelled Gail at our screen so much. Yeah. yeah. Very excited so to have Gail back. Was it just was it just me and Ez, or did you guys notice that she was like totally out of it when they first introduced her? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She okay, was good. she was tie tie. <laughs> oh my god. We yeah. smiled knowingly and lovingly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I loved that they that, was it. Kelsey was like, "She gonna bring her baby?" And Ed was like, "No, yeah, probably not." <laughs> yeah, She's yeah, like, no, no. "Kelsey, no." <laughs> to a fancy evening dinner where we're filming for six hours, probably not. Yeah, I'm like, we're not gonna Hamilton, bring though. the baby so you can like wave at him. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other fun mentor and also returning uh, character was uh, Big Vault was back. Uh, Brian. Brian Voltaggio, who was the mentor to Eric, kind of? That was so funny. Robo Voltaggio was immediately like, I know him. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Sorry. <laughs> I, I got me. 
He, he is Robo Voltaggio. Was, that was how sure. I differentiated them before. Was there's Robo Voltaggio and Little Voltaggio? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, true, true, true. He is a, spent, he's a robot. But he I was spent the entire second half of the episode just c- describing food in the way of Brian Voltaggio. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, I thought it was uh, truly spectacular. I had an emotional experience. Uh, I've never. I've never enjoyed food in such a fashion, but... Can you imagine if he and Michelle had dinner together? <laughs> oh, no! It's so soft. Such a soft this, dinner. This is a really exciting salad. I've never felt so electrified. Yes, I agree. This was really spectacular food. I really never had this much fun lot. with anybody in my life. Me neither. <laughs> Uh, he, but he also, as far as I can tell, does not know who Eric is. He was like, yeah, yeah, oh, uh, he, d- he did. He was like, you know, he's like, well, I had so many chefs, and it was so long ago, but he's always but stood Eric. out. Like that sounds like someone who is not his real mentor, but they were just excited to get Robovolt back on the show. No, no, no. This was when Eric was like looking to find his voice, so he like basically interned. He staged. Yeah, he staged uh, at Volt, and so basically like he's one of a brigade, and getting to cook that food and be around that influence like had a huge impact on Eric and how he took his you know career direction as a chef. Yes, less but of an. I'm just, just saying. Yes, saying it was like yeah, he was less of an impact on Robovolt. No, it's like if you you know you took a really important like bus ride and then somebody interviewed your bus driver <laughs> yeah, exactly. later and was like do you remember this passenger <laughs> well, but we, like we a lot also, happened for exactly, them exactly yeah. no but but alex we also just talked about how he doesn't really put a lot of enthusiasm in emote, when yeah. he talks so it's hard to tell sure. right he was <laughs> the most impersonal they could have been roommates it was the most important person <laughs> in my life we spent six months uh, uh, tied together at the waist and i <laughs> could not value the time more than i do <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and uh, with so so the dishes, some notes on the dishes. So we talked a lot about uh, the eight hundred dollar ham st- ham stew. Um, also, Kelsey's gumbo, despite the one piece of of shell and the four ominous pre uh, 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 previews of her buying crab from a can that seemed surely uh-huh. like this would sink her. Her double roux all the way across the sky made it an incredible dish and everyone was so oh, impressed everybody loved it and it looked gorgeous it did look mm-hmm. good and the, yeah. the do you, double root do you was think cool. guys that maybe um this show is sponsored by whole foods canned crab and like that's <laughs> More kind of a weird it's a weird spot like even a professional chef can't pick all the shells out of this <laughs> <laughs> that is a slogan yeah 365 every day <laughs> every day full of shells <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I was new. I think that uh, the danger, though, with this double roux is that now we're going to have roux inflation, and next season oh. someone's going to show up with three roux, like a mock three roux kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. Now there's five roux and a roux on the back, <laughs> and uh, a roux like lubricating strip as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, we we took that. Importantly, all the way though, the roux all get mixed together at the end, as opposed to having roux multiple ways. Yes, which yeah. I think we all know where I'm going with we this. We do, we do. Uh, a razor joke. No, uh, so Justin. Also, <laughs> uh, Justin's yellowtail two ways, which for Tom was one more way than he would prefer. Um, so yeah, if 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 they yeah just they'd smash those two ways back to into one way, that would have been good. Into a lukewarm way. Well, that I, it's unclear if it's the two ways that was entirely a problem or that he did one hot, one cold, and then put them both under a heat lamp. And yeah. that doesn't yeah. seem like it does good for either of them. 
Yeah. Well, and I think he also like I don't think that he was showing off the product to its full extent in either case. Mm. Like I think that the the sashimi was overpowered by the spices, right? Yeah. And then obviously there were some temperature issues with the the with miso the cured. Yeah. Yeah. Or to the other fish, sorry. Yeah. Although his his quick uh kimchi. Kimchi his yeah, yeah. his quick kimchi worked well and I was I was concerned about that. I'm I guess I didn't realize you could pickle stuff as fast as you can pickle stuff cuz everybody is yes. doing incredibly quick fermenting and pickling on this show. It's it's so impressive. Well, if you figure so, out so, it on that instant pot, it is a <laughs> wizard. Listen. Can, can I can I give like a quick a quick thing yeah. on this cuz I took a fermenting class? Oh. Those would not be fermented, those are just pickled. Oh, okay. So, so they're not so, at, so it's is it it's not tight quite kimchi, it's just like quick kimchi vegetables pickled. Well, yeah, so basically you can pickle kimchi stuff style? like uh, yeah, so yeah, so because you can pickle stuff with like vinegar, or you can like basically like, give stuff enough time so that it produces like, uh, um, like lactic acid if it's like, um, uh, if if there's a bunch of salt and it's uh, uh, no, there's no oxygen. Yeah, it goes into like anaerobic respiration, mm-hmm. and so then there's like little bubbles coming up, and then it produces lactic acid, which makes it really acidic, and that's what like preserves it. Or you can just skip that step and just like here's a bunch of vinegar, and that works too. <laughs> Uh, but you won't get the uh, like the microbial stuff. Oh, so this so his uh, his yellowtail two ways did not do as much for your gut biome. Yeah, but it saves you time to to you know to maybe uh, eat a lot of yogurt later, right? So it's like it's like this only took twenty minutes. I got all the yogurt time I want. <laughs> well, and who's, and who really said about. we're not what not food experts uh, besides <laughs> us? I took a class we from, did. from we did. specifically yeah, we, us. We, we yeah, said that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> no, I took a class from Kelly McVickers, and uh, like I just think it's the best name to have a name, Kelly McVickers, because like it's like it's like it kind of says a little pickleish. It's like <laughs> pickleish. Yeah, because I think yeah, because I, I think she her like well, Sarah and I used to call her Kelly Pickles, uh, which wasn't quite right. Um, but like yeah, her, I think her slogan was like give, give him the McVicker, which is is kind of a fun. <laughs> that is no. fun. Give him what for anyway. Other notable dish uh, with um, uh, Eric cooking for Big Vault, I thought was really interesting because he did this. He did sort of a deconstruction in the style of Robo Vault, um, where he cooked all these um, the grains separately, uh, and it didn't quite come together as a dish. But it was like a brilliant step in the right direction. I, I thought that was an interesting way to. He failed in a really cool way that people were still impressed. Th- from the way they described it, I think if the like the pickled pomegranate seeds had worked it would have given that like fresh so close yeah. Flavor. yeah like that would have pulled it all together and they were also not the quality of pomegranate seeds that he had hoped for so it was clearly out of the garden more than two days <laughs> right they were just not up to stay if he so had maybe bid on some pomegranate seeds he could have gotten much higher quality yeah yeah <laughs> um awesome well uh so after all of that uh and some input from the pellegrino can um justin is eliminated tragically yeah. although at this point everybody's tragic i don't know yeah i liked him a lot but it sure seemed from the criticism that his was clearly the worst yeah of the six he seemed to yeah. be the only person unaware that he had gotten the worst feedback yeah well but he also didn't seem that sure of him like he was like that the, like when he was talking about having to put things under the heat lamp he was like i could have just like ruined this whole thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, In, ahead of time he knew that and then later he got kind of like well, but it was really good. Everyone did great. Here's a question, guys. Yeah. So if heat lamps always make things worse, is there like a 
don't know. Some First kind of, of all, no, Ezra. <laughs> That's <laughs> not yeah. where we're going with this. No, 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 no. well, I'm, inter- I'm, I'm interested in whatever terrible idea you're about to come up with. Okay, well, Are so one, <laughs> one, I was going to say, has anyone be like, oh, man, I'm so glad you used the heat lamp on this. This really improved the dish. Yeah, I don't like think anyone said newborn. It. I think that's something yeah, that well, people oh, actually oh, say point. Which is not a dish. Should not be a dish. <laughs> what if What if his or her name is Dish? Is that okay. a cute name for a baby? Did we solve wow. your puzzle? You guys, you guys really broke my tangent here. Um, <laughs> but, 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 Great well, job, team. <laughs> yeah, we did it. <laughs> Rangy episode. Um as uh, I, as much as I love this point, we do need to get moving. Uh, yes. it, it's time uh, for ah, there it is. Yeah, it's the good stuff. It's time for Megan's mailbag. You can get in touch with Megan mailbag at packyourmics.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as the web at packyourmics.com. Megan, what's in your bag? Mail. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Man, okay, so we so quick peek behind the curtains. We had a discussion the other day about how Megan never knows how to answer what's in your bag. And so she's been putting a lot of thought into it. And today she rolled out her new answer. Oh, I forgot to put thought into it. Oh, so. she said she's going to put... Anyway, I her like new answer is I think that was a good answer. Such a that good worked answer. for me. That's it's perfect. mail, Alex. <laughs> Alex, I'm going to need you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Megan, mailbag. Let's do it. Uh, Adrian writes, uh, I've never been so mad about a judge's table decision, at least in recent <gasps> seasons. Ooh. Um, really? Ever? Yeah. 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 What, what was, what did she, she was want? it ham broth or Justin going home? <laughs> Which one was? The- I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. Um, she also thought yeah. the, the gardening I, was unfair, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I will, let me try and like read between the lines on this mm-hmm. because I felt that it was kind of a toss up between Justin and Adrian's dishes. Mm-hmm. It definitely and I was, yeah. Like yeah. With Justin's, I think it might've had better spicing and flavors based on how the judges talked about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the big mistake was that he left it under the heat lamp just mm-hmm. too early. And that led to like the hot side being dried out. And the cold side being warmed up to a point where it wasn't really flavorful. Yeah. And like that's that's I mean, I guess that's a simple mistake, but it's no, also that, like that's a, a bad mistake. miss. Uh, but like if he wasn't cooking on a competition where he had to be done at the last second, he could have just sent the dishes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that totally. for sure. Uh, yeah, maybe that, it, that's a sort of thing. Maybe and it was Adrian's like a, it, was, uh, it would have been a perfect dish if he had been able to send it out when he was you know, when it was ready. So Tom is always mm. critical of, of two ways. So two ways you're already putting yourself at a pretty bad disadvantage. Even if they're both incredible and they tie together, Tom would be like, why wasn't this one way? Um, he really doesn't like him. But also just, well, I just no, feel like, I think his, well, I, I guess think, my interpretation of that is that the odds that they're incredible individually and they tie together is so slim that like, yes. why do this to yourself? That is mm-hmm. true. And that's certainly true. I do think he would probably still be annoyed if you did two perfect ones on a long plate. He just does not like the multi-way trend. Yeah. And, three, and also, three ways, four ways. How, how many ways? <laughs> um, Let me count them. I'm sure he's always up for, for three ways. Oh, we got to no, I'm so I don't sorry. Think, Hey, man, that's my dad right there. No, no, no. Oh, the Alex, team. you have to stop. <laughs> Alex, that was the most fun joke you've ever told. Thanks, Brian. Um, so, the, uh, 
the other thing though, I just just heat lamp sh- sashimi sounds unpleasant. Like I feel like yeah. that's worse than the sitting around one. Is I just think the warmed up sashimi could just there's just yeah. that's a tough miss, and it's really hard to come back from that. Yeah, is there I think a, that that's yeah. go ahead as. Well, just is there a thing besides a heat lamp they could have used that would have been much more fun? So if you had a whatever, if you had a like a icy hot lamp where it was hot on one side and cold oh. on the other, <laughs> dark side of the moon lamp. Yeah, not actually made out of the uh, medicine icy hot. That would be very. <laughs> That's where I was going. I was yes. like, well, this is just Ooh. terrible. And a Nyquil Dayquil lamp. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, a. Uh, I think just like don't plate it early is really like, Trojan if you have five brand fire left, dice. Just don't. Nope. <laughs> a ribbed oh, lamp. No. But I think ultimately, Alex, before that tangent, uh, you were talking about, you know, like it was unpleasant as mm-hmm. a dining experience. And so regardless of the fact that it was a cooking competition and he had to send it out at a certain time or regardless of whatever, even if his dish had more potential yeah. with regards to the flavor, the ultimate end product and the dining experience was far less, was less pleasant than Adrian's. Mm-hmm. I Even think- though Adrian's had more, I think like... I guess I would also call it a technical error, like spicing the duck incorrectly so that you didn't really get the spice mm-hmm. yeah. wasn't was a big issue for that. Yeah, I think overall better than lukewarm fish on two different ways. Exactly. I yes. think if Tom still like, better from what we know, I think we could we we can summarize from our like sixteen seasons that Tom's sins are number one cookery, number two seasoning, and then number three consumption okra. and <laughs> okra. Number four, how the dish comes together. But like cookery is his first. That's the first thing that sends you home is like, this is too hot. This yeah. is too cold. It's not the right um, consistency. Like that is his main number one sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I had something else. I forgot it. Megan. Bag sure. To the bag. Um, well, I thought it was cool that on this episode, we saw that the gardens were planted four weeks ago because uh, Joan yeah. had written in. I've been meaning to ask, do we know how much time the chefs are on the program? Is it just one week or so of having challenges daily or do they spend weeks filming? Mm-hmm. And we got a clear yeah. answer here. It took four weeks for this this yeah. much into the season. Yeah. So that's They're, they're normally a little cagey I mean, about it. This was the most clear answer they've ever said on the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's Kate, That's more of an answer than we got from producers in the past mm-hmm. or anything else like that. But mm-hmm. um, that's about three episode shoots per week. On average, mm-hmm. right? Which like God, holy no moly, that is <laughs> yeah. exhausting to just consider. So terrible. Mm-hmm. Like it, I feel like I've aged ten years in the span of this season. I cannot yeah. imagine what it would be like to come out of this and have it be like, yeah. wait, so a month went by? Yeah, really fascinating. You, okay, <laughs> you saw them. You know, at the beginning of this episode, it was like what eight in the morning or something, or a little after God. eight, and they were all like just like in a deep sleep. So mad about being woken up by Tom. <laughs> Sarah and I were so mad that like they were asleep at 7.50 in the morning. <laughs> nah. well, I also, it just struck me that they're all like full grown adults sleeping in single beds and like yeah. how straight, like they're all yeah. like so many of them are like starfished like off the bed and I was yeah. like, that would be me. Like I haven't it's slept so in rough. a bed that small in a really long time. Yeah, yeah totally. that'd be awful. I mean, I would not sleep in a bed that size. I would largely just be uncomfortable and toss and turn. This would be a tough month. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there you go, Joan. Solved that puzzle. All right. We did it. Um, Beth writes in. Uh, Beth says, I'm writing to you from Lexington, Kentucky. And I just wanted Ooh. to say that I'm disappointed in the way Kentucky has been represented this season. Local Ooh. knowledge. I'm not sure if it's the elves or if the Kentucky reps are responsible, but I feel that the restaurant scene is underrepresented. 
We have some great chefs and great restaurants, which is likely why Top Chef chose Kentucky. But most of the challenges are not set at restaurants, but instead are more of what I like to call, quote, stunt challenges, where, for example, they have to cook on a boat or at a basketball Mm. arena that's not really set up for fine dining cooking. Sure. I miss the challenges where you go to a restaurant and use their kitchen to cook for a challenge or use more native ingredients. We make more than just bourbon in a challenge. Don't get me wrong, Kentucky is beautiful and offers some great tourist experiences, but the foodies watching Top Chef would likely be more inclined to visit our state if they highlighted the food culture more. Well, yeah, I think yeah. that's a great point. I feel like the last time, I mean, admittedly, this whole season is like tinted with rose-colored glasses for me, but I feel like the last time they really like showed a city and I felt like it was accurate was Chicago. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like and Chicago And since did a then, great it's job. gotten more and more the like like she's saying the, the kind of challenges. stuntier stuff well, but, i wonder yeah. if that has to do with like the money that you get from the state yeah and the yeah, state wanting yeah. to be like show all the things about our state that people might want to do and like it's you're gonna get less financial backing and less excitement from your like direct sponsor if you're just like we love this one fine dining restaurant that you know the average right. tourist would probably think like oh i really can't afford to eat there mm-hmm. yeah i wonder yeah. if that's I mean, part yeah of it. that's that's but it was so crazy to have someone like Wida like show up this episode and to have them be like, she's really what this like local cuisine is all about and be like, well, we're introducing her now and like we don't get to see her rest. Yeah, we know nothing about what I she know, actually I thought cooks. that was too bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she seemed lovely. I wanted to know more about her. So of the two options that you put forward, Beth, it does seem like I, I think we would probably all agree it's more likely this is what how Kentucky tourism is asked to be represented than what the elves have chosen. Although I do just want to say, in in defense, in their defense, um, have you heard about Kentucky basketball? Mm. <laughs> Very important part of the local yes. culture, as we More all have Kentucky agreed from day Hidden one. Kentucky Valley Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah, I, th- I I I feel that way frequently on the show. That I feel like sh- like we we get more tourist traps and less actual food knowledge for a lot of them. Um, I thought like New Orleans was one that gave us both. Uh, Texas did a pretty. Texas good job did a pretty good job of giving us both. I yeah. and a lot of chili. Yeah, yeah. So much chili. <laughs> I hope you like. Uh, I hope you like Seattle. Is, yeah. I, again, I'm biased. I feel like is the nadir of like we're barely showing you the city and also totally. now we're in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, sure. that was such a bait and switch. That's I where I think my initial like tie the locations together better mm-hmm. comes yeah. from. Right. You know. Yeah, I I completely agree. And uh, Megan and I are from the uh, hat half of the show that are not from Seattle so we still agreed from the outside but I, I can imagine from having been there what a letdown it must it, it is to have like this is what my city oh well that's Pike Market and then they're gone <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. yeah. that's it and like mystery Whole Foods yeah <laughs> yeah oh Whole Foods uh, in my hometown <laughs> yeah I like the idea of a <laughs> mystery a Whole Foods it's a yeah. food from a mystery hole <laughs> yes that's what I was thinking as well <laughs> oh, no. where you put that hyphen really matters oh. in mystery Whole Foods <laughs> I, no, I think that's like that's like gonna be a Twilight Zone like tie-in, right? Of the mystery Whole Foods. Oh man, uh, it's <laughs> yeah, like a sinkhole meets Black Mirror mystery Whole Foods. <laughs> I would watch this. You would watch Can't anything from Mystery Hole. I feel like yeah, no, but yeah, it's like it's a great thing where it's like yeah, this, it's chopped, right? It, like the box comes out out of this mystery hole, <laughs> and you don't know why you've gotten it, and like you think it's something nefarious about, it, but you have to cook with it. Otherwise, like someone you know, I don't know, like just like uh, something terrible will happen to them. And, oh, and, God. and then Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> All right, this is turned into Saw. It's a- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My, I'm picturing funny, more fun music bag? and sound No, more fun music and sound effects than Saw. That's, that's why that's, I would promise. That's all the changes? Yes. 
Lighter tone. Okay. Lighter tone. A high key light. <laughs> Danny Elfman scores. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, on a related note, not not to that riff, what? but to what we were talking about before. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned mystery holes because have we got a letter the for people you? People are clamoring. <laughs> Uh, just about uh, seasons. Uh, uh. Allison writes, Texas deserves a do-over season. Oh. Maybe Houston by itself. I'm biased. Mm-hmm. Check yes. out Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown Houston episode. I feel like that should make our case nicely. Mm. I I am into that idea. I feel like you, you would definitely have a right to be upset about it. Because of what we just talked about, I would like them to not do a Portland season. I yeah. feel like Why? if they did a Portland season, it would be the worst... It'd be like, here's your kale episode. Now Voodoo Donuts, and then we're off, and then we'd never see him again. Like it just, I just feel like it would. They would do a, a particularly bad job at, in our since our city is so easy to stereotype. They would just end mm-hmm. up in like, and now we're going to Portland, Maine. <laughs> yeah, that would Ooh. be more related. I feel like they'd be like, and now off to Dublin. Yeah, right. figure it out. Actually, I do like just like all the port. Portlands or Port's Land, where you go to like Portugal, also along with the other. Sure. Portland. I mean, there are there is a there's a Portland up in Vancouver uh, or near Vancouver in Canada. There's a Portland, England. There's a Portland, Australia. You got a lot of good Portlands to go to. There's a lot of ports in the world. It turns a out, land goes a lot of lazy it. naming people in port cities. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, sorry about that, Houston. I'm interested in what else you have to offer. Yeah, um, a few notes from last episode. Uh, Jen writes, your discussion about KFC around the world made me remember how in Japan, KFC is now the de facto Christmas meal. It's totally wild, completely a product of very good advertising, and I love it. She she linked to a a cool article on this that we can post in the show notes. In the show notes. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Diana222 wrote to us on Instagram. I think maybe our first Instagram message. No, we had what's well, wow. a, a, a comment, uh, oh, a comment, and we've had a couple. Chef Jim chimed in, and oh, okay. a, and then there was a couple of spam bots that were like, "Cute photo," when it was just a picture of the scoreboard in Kentucky. And I was like, "I don't think was it cute though." <laughs> no, that's your opinion. <laughs> okay, fine. It's a big deal in Kentucky. We all know that basketball is important to them. Jeez. Well, thanks to Diana for writing in. Um, she uh, gave us a source in uh, Portland to buy fufu flour in case we wanted <gasps> to attempt this on our own. I uh, what is, is that cassava flour? And it was it, it was a couple things, right? I think so. It was like yeah, dried plantains. Yeah, plantain flour. Plantain flour was part of it. I, so yeah. was it? I guess I didn't actually look up this restaurant, um, uh, or if this is just a, a store. I, th- I was I thought they would actually have fufu from the way I read that comment, but. Oh. No, you're right. It's an African market. It's just the yeah um, flour. Yeah, there was. She did have a follow-up comment. Uh, Diana had a follow-up comment about a restaurant in Northeast that might have it, maybe, Mm -hmm. or that that she's been meaning to try. So I'll look for it. I feel like the flour is much more intimidating. I would like it to be uh, post dumpling when I get it. Yeah, well, currently dumpling. If anyone in Portland wants to. Uh, try to make their own fufu. Uh, yeah. Check out Mama Pauline's. Yeah. Um, and then she also thought the restaurant Akadi looks That's looks really good in Northeast. Yeah, yeah. So. Me, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we're gonna find some f- some. Uh, we're gonna try and fufu. It's gonna be great. All right. So Meredith writes in, and she is very clear. This is totally not a correction for Alex. Oh, thank God. Much more to inform and something interesting that no one has to feel bad about. Oh, I love that. What a great Aww. what a great email. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. 
I remember no top chef that has ever had earmuffs in the blind taste test quick fire. So, so this could be a Hell's Kitchen. It is a thing. Hell's Kitchen thing. I've, yeah. I've made this mistake because I just have watched too much of them at the same time. Because I also, when um, uh, Kelsey burned herself really bad, I was like, oh, I thought that happened earlier on the season. And it wasn't. That was also a Hell's Kitchen thing. So the earmuffs are a Hell's Kitchen feature um, for reasons I do not know. Mm-hmm. Just to, um, it maybe because Gordon Ramsay, the salt. Gordon Ramsay, like <laughs> has to say every spicy seas. Yeah. It's, kind of like, <laughs> oh. it's a tick. Yeah. Maybe it's like like double daredevil, right? Where it's like just the more senses you can you know, take away, oh, the that better is actually they helping. Do. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. All right, all right. I the the thing about his, of course, is that when you get it wrong, he's like paprika. Like he acts like you're the biggest idiot who's ever lived. And then and then at the end, they're like, everyone got three out of twelve. Maybe you should you I mean, chilled. Sounds hard. Paprika paprika could be a really bad answer depending on what they're tasting, right? If it's like I don't know. Water and you say paprika. That's wrong. That is. That's like. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is weird that they put water in the blind taste test challenge. But I water is one of the that. best best spices you can get. Water is the spice of life. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that friendship? Mm. Yeah, I don't variety. Remember. Variety. Variety. There it is. Variety. Thank you. <laughs> that would be great. Actually, they just said like all of them. Is like, this is variety. This is also variety. <laughs> well, this tastes like the spice of life. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sorry about that, Meredith. Spice Girls. This is all Spice Girls. <laughs> uh, very spice specific. Girl. Very specific. No this one tastes like posh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one has to feel bad about Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, Kitty Kitty Meow Meow wrote in on Twitter uh, for those of us who are uh, uh, wanting to make vegetarian chili. Oh, yes. Uh, as a chili-loving vegetarian, I have some suggestions for you. Start off with sweating down some carrots and onions. Add your spices, beans, etc., and cook. And then add some broccoli at the very end. Ooh. Yeah. That's a fun idea. Yeah. I don't How like How much chipotle powder down. should I use? No, well, it's a technical term. Yeah, yeah sorry, as yeah. what? Oh, just oh, how much chipotle powder should you use? All, like, all of it. All of it? Always. Yeah. yeah. Cups. Yeah. Cups and cups. <laughs> um, we also have one more bonus letter in the bag that also is a... Whoa. Oh, I was supposed to say tasting note before the song. Fixing the post. <laughs> it's a tasting note. <laughs> Everyone really noticed that. I'm, I'm fixing that, it in present. <laughs> anyway, we also got a tasting note in the mailbag. Yeah. I... Article 3 for Life on Twitter wrote, um, I went to Sheldon's Lineage Restaurant and his takeout restaurant, Tin Roof, in Maui. Yeah, we've done that. Ooh. Lineage's food is based on dishes he grew up with. I had, uh, let's see, poi mochi, Mm. Mickey noodles, and bottom of the plate salad. Mm, At Tin Roof, I had a great Marlin poke. Um. I'm so glad you called it Marlin Poke because when I first read it, I was like, "You had a Marlin poke? That doesn't sound good." Just, yeah. just a Marlin. It's like, "Hey, man." Also, what's bottom of the plate salad? That sounds interesting. I don't know what it is, know. but it does sound great. I, I wonder if it's how like if you make a salad with a bunch of like uh, like you have like nuts and fruits and stuff on the top and cheese chunks, and then you mix it, all the heavy stuff goes to the bottom. And I so, bet that's exactly. So what then they it take is. off the lettuce, and it's just this is just cheese and fruit and nuts with dressing, or maybe like soaked in dressing. Oh, that sounds you, great! Good job, Sheldon. Do you just maybe eat it enough that you get to the bottom of the plate? 
where it's like this is it's that good no this is that rich it's like the it's like uh ham broth it's like you're a rich person you can just throw away the lettuce Sarah would be fine with that salad, I think. Yeah, that salad sounds great. Uh, Chris and Tanya, did you have any other uh, memories from Lineage? Uh, you know, we, we actually went to Maui before Lineage opened, so we only went to Tin Roof. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it was really tasty uh, kind of lunch plate type of food. Um, there was a lot of food. We both ate and got very, very, very full. Oh. Um, but it was awesome. super good. Um, I think Tanya had the shrimp and I had something else and... Yeah, it was it was quite good. We did that, and in Oahu, we did a Leanne's breakfast restaurant that was awesome. Oh man, it was so tasty! Was and in our defense, this all happened back in April, so that's why we barely remember what we oh, ate. No, that's, yeah. yeah, that's fine. I was just curious if you had anything to add yeah. to this tasting note. Um, well, thank you for sending in your tasting note, Article Three for Life, uh, who uh, I guess is a real big fan of the judicial powers and um, and or treason. Unclear. Uh, but uh, who doesn't love a good treason now and then <laughs> between friends um, yeah so and thanks everybody who sent us mail mailbag at packyourmics.com is the easiest way and then of course on all the social platforms and web comments those are cool um, and thanks for our tasting notes if you go to a Top Chef restaurant we'd love to hear from you about your your thoughts and uh, and notes about that before we go we're off to the finale in uh, Macau we have five chefs remaining Eric and the ladies. Um, does anybody have any predictions about how this finale is going to go? Oh, I'm so scared to make predictions because I feel like I always end up sending my favorites home. <laughs> with oh. Well, who do you want to curse do... then? Pick your least favorite person and predict. No, I, I mean, like everyone. Yeah, me too. I feel like I should know this, but I, I was telling Chris, I think it'd be cool if ultimately it comes down to just like all ladies. Yep. Um, yeah. And has that happened before? Yes. I feel like it has. Brooke, uh, Brooke when Brooke won, right? And oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, Kristen. And I was gonna say yeah. I thought Kristen's was uh, was against a lady as well, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, it was against Brooke. Yeah, I mean, right, so oh, that, I was gonna say because that was Brooke. When Brooke, Brooke did won, not and when win. Brooke lost, yeah, it was yeah. against Brooke and the Magic Elves in a giant cooking arena. <laughs> yeah, so Brooke uh, yeah. won over Shirley, and Brooke lost to Kristen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so certainly that would be rad for two, but we also have the potential. I would hate to see Eric go right now, uh, but four women in the last couple episodes would also be pretty fun. Can't really lose, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's this or, has been such or a great. The other side is like with Justin, we always lose. Everyone is going to hurt from now on. Hmm. Yeah. Are you Both the kind of true. person who can enjoy the fact that everybody is good? Or are you like me, where you were just going to ruin it for yourself by knowing that someone you like is going home every week? I'll take that one. <laughs> I will say though, I think we're just we're getting more and more eliminations where they still put up a dish they felt really good about, which yeah. I love. I love that so much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, uh last time I'm ever going to mention this interview Tom did with Hugh Atchison, but he did say that he loved the Macau stuff because mm. the chefs Im- like they kept cooking their food but also embraced the stuff they were buying in the in the local markets. And he just had a great time there, um, cooking-wise. Exciting to hear. Looking forward to a great couple of episodes then. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to it. Yeah, can't wait to go to No Reason Macau. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I well maybe for our finale, uh, for the finale of the show, we should all record from like uh, Canada or something. We should just, (laughs) we should all just be somewhere else for no reason. Mm-hmm. No, I got plans. Oh, okay. Never mind. Then. We'll stay here. 
Okay, but if there is a wealthy listener who wants to donate to our team retreat fund, <laughs> everybody records from Toronto for no reason. I mean, I think I'm, how about this? Anywhere where there's an egg tart, and then then send us there. Ooh, yes. As you come over, I'll make you an egg tart. Really? All right. Yeah. All right. Wealthy wealthy people, send us over to Christmas. Send place. Ezra and to Christmas and apartment. I'll make us egg tarts. Uh, hey Chris, would you like to make egg tarts for nine? And then we all yeah, show okay. up. Probably fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, all right. sounds, that sounds really fun. It yeah. does. It does seem fun. Um, well, all right. If uh, I guess anybody else had last ch- last chance for um, predictions before we close. I think I want to amend my prediction from last time. I think I said Eric and Kelsey in the mm-hmm. final, and I'm going to change it to Eric and Sarah. Ooh. I think. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Sarah. I agreed with you last week, and I um, yeah, I'm, I agree with everything you say, Sarah, and I want to subscribe to your newsletter. You're a tastemaker. Yes. <laughs> also, I, I'm surprised we haven't been more uh, pro-Sarah all season, given that there's a high propensity of Sarahs on our show. We do have a Sarah forward agenda. Yeah, we do. Listen, if we liked every Sarah that came yeah. along, we have to spend all our time liking people. There's too many of us. That's sounds- a no H Sarah also. Yeah. We are legion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Truly. Well, uh... I like that a lot. I, I, I definitely th- feel like that's my top three is Eric, Sarah, Kelsey right now. Um, as much as I love Michelle, um, I feel like that's got to be my favorite three. I don't know. I wouldn't mind a three-person finale either. I think that is always okay with me. Yeah, sometimes yeah. they do that. Uh, 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 yeah. for a while. Yeah, it kind of takes finale. the pressure off. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm at the point where it actually would I would take less episodes as well. Oh. So that would do that. <laughs> You're just done? I'm tired. You're done, though? <laughs> I mean, if there was one less, I wouldn't be like, oh, no. Yeah, you know, I, I guess I could, we I think could look this up. I don't know if there are uh, four or five or, th- or three or four episodes left. They also could do a double elimination. We've been lucky enough. There's been one double elimination and no elim- no sudden death quickfires all season. Yeah, I'm so glad. Yeah. I was just thinking that because I keep like being scared like when they're like, the winner's going to win $10,000. Mm-hmm. But, and, but yeah. the anyway. loser's going to die in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> And they haven't done it, so it's that's been really nice. Yeah, super yeah. nice. Um, so far, it looks like as much as the internet knows, there are three more episodes. So mm-hmm. it appears so it could be a three-person finale. That's that would suggest uh, at this point because we would eliminate uh, one and two, and then do a three-person finale. That does seem likely. Um, also, if you're interested, they're called Holy Macau, the Tao of Macau, and or the Tao of Macau, the Tao of Macau. Sorry. Uh, the Dow of Macau and finale. So it does seem like that's it. Ah, three more then episodes. I amend my prediction to consolidate my predictions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both are right at the same time. It's, it's super Voltron prediction. Um, yeah. Eric, Sarah, Kelsey. <laughs> I like that finale a lot. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Um, well, if that happens, we'll be talking about it. We have three more episodes of our program and a couple of surprises coming for you along the way. Please stick around. Get in touch with us with your mailbag. Um, leave us a rating on apple podcasts and uh anywhere else you're finding your podcasts uh four stars is plenty really um and uh hey chris you know what don't bother packing your mics what because my they're already packed no because you don't need to come to macau with us you're staying here oh you know it hurts it hurts i'm grateful for the opportunity but it still hurts (laughs) yeah it does suck all right uh and thank you for being here uh in the bay area uh well, well first of all thank you megan you're welcome and then in portland and then in the bay area as in sarah and family 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and Chris, don't worry though. We'll see you in last Cam Kitchen. <laughs> oh, Cam Crab, watch out for shells. <laughs> uh, pe- judged by a can of Pellegrino. Um, and then uh, in 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 Los Angeles, a new Sarah and Kyle. You are Legion. Hey, yes, we are. Thank you for having us. Thanks, guys, and uh, thanks, Chris and Tanya. You bet. All right, you're welcome. You guys are all wonderful. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.